We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. As we head into coverage of this Trump raid of Mar-a-Lago, I want you to remember what the coverage of Russia collusion was like for that first year and a half, even on Fox News. Now remember, the whole time, it was utterly and completely fake. There was no centralized Russian interference in the election. There was no collusion between Trump and Russia. It was all utterly unreal. The best source on that? The Mueller report which would eventually find zero connections between anybody associated with Trump and the Russians. But I want you to remember what the first year and a half was like. It cracked me up the other day that Griff Jenkins on Fox News referred to the Russia situation as the Russian hoax. I found that really interesting because there was never a major mea culpa from Fox News. That first year and a half, they treated it like it was real. So did the Republican leadership. I'll never forget Lindsey Graham and Trey Gowdy. And Lindsey Graham in particular saying if if Trump fired Mueller, by gosh, he'd impeach Trump. We, We had to let this thing play out, which, by the way, is the exact same thing Senator Tim Scott is saying now. Yeah, we let this thing play out. They'll get a fake judge and put him in prison on fake charges with fake evidence submitted before the court. Well, we now know where Russia collusion came from, came from the Hillary Clinton campaign. And we now know that the CIA knew that. As soon as June of, get this, 2016. In July of 2016, the head of the CIA, remember John Brennan, would sit down with Joe Biden and Barack Obama in the White House and tell them that Hillary had made up Russia collusion. He was warning them, you remember, because the Russians had already found out about it and they were pissed. I mean, they were not happy. There was national security implications. I mean, you're accusing the Russians of colluding with Trump to steal an election in a coup? I mean, that kind of stuff can start a war. So John Brennan went personally to the White House, told Barack Obama and Joe Biden about it, that Hillary had made the whole thing up. It was coming from her campaign. And he even made handwritten notes in his own handwriting to record that he had warned them. Well, by September, John Brennan would warn the FBI. They always knew. It was always a hose job. It was always fake. Yet for a year and a half on Fox News, any story of Russia collusion was taken very seriously. And people were brought in to do serious face for you. Legal experts on what this could mean for Trump. It was all fake. And I'm going to tell you 
with this raid, because this is all part of a narrative, they are going to do it all over again. It will drag on for a year and a half again. Everyone will pretend this is real again. And by the time it's over, you're going to hear all kinds of legal jeopardy for Trump. Be very, very careful. Remember the past, no matter how damning it sounds. And remember this, through all of that, only one D.C. journalist, serious mainstream media credentialed journalist, John Solomon, then reporting for The Hill, got the whole thing right from the beginning. That doesn't mean he's right now, but there's nobody's word I take more seriously than John Solomon's. And by the way, Fox News is doing it again, running opinion pieces saying this is all very serious for Trump. He screwed up. Solomon is running in the opposite direction. And look, this will be serious for Trump. They're going to fake this again. But be comforted by this. The pretext here for this raid and grabbing these documents is so thin, it's embarrassing for the DOJ and the FBI. What does that mean? That is a sign of desperation. That's a good thing. If you can find a silver lining in all this. Here's what Solomon has now. Remember last week on the Battleground podcast, I was completely perplexed as to how anyone could kick in Trump's door, given that the Presidential Records Act doesn't have criminal penalties attached to it. In other words, there's no predicate for the FBI or the Department of Injustice to get involved at all. The only way you can challenge a president who is felt to have violated it is civilly, i.e. you got to sue him in court. And it's become a great national tradition. I mean, Barack Obama spent $30 million defending his right to keep what he took out of the White House private. And he won. And it was us, our side suing him largely. So here we are. In desperate grasping at straws, they start with the National Archives, John Solomon reports, um, which is run essentially by a partisan hack who decided to treat Trump differently from all the other presidents before him. So when Barack Obama took millions of pages of documents, including many that were classified upon leaving office, the National Archives gave him a sweetheart deal. Let him digitize everything at a later date. Well, he said he was going to and turn it over to the archives. He still hasn't bothered. All these years later, it hasn't been digitized or turned over. He's still got this, but no raid. Heck, there are even presidents whose libraries haven't returned requested documents decades later, including after their deaths. But for Trump, the National Archives didn't even give him a year before running to the Department of Injustice to push for a criminal investigation. So with the crime print pinpointed, the National Archives and the DOJ still needed a legal hook. They didn't have one. So these liars coordinated with the didn't do nothing, didn't know nothing White House. You know what's so funny here? I mean, the, the lying has already begun. And, and they're never held accounted for it. They're, they're never given the derision by the media that they should be. The media will just fall right in line and treat anything Merrick Garland, our uh, attorney general, says uh, credibly. He's already lied to them in this one when he said he didn't know about the raid, knew nothing about it. And then it was discovered he signed off on it. And then he said, well, you know, I, I mean, I didn't know the time. I, I, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, well, you know, Biden has said he didn't know anything about it. That's not going to stand the test of time very well either. Because remember, the DOJ needed a legal hook and didn't have one. So they coordinated with the Biden administration. Just the news, John Solomon's website got a hold of the memos. 
and learn something utterly shocking. Joe Biden has done something that's never been done before. He just decides to suspend Donald Trump's executive privilege. Like, just take it away. That had former Harvard law professor Alan Dershowitz, who voted for someone other than Trump both times and is not a Trump fan, flipping out. The one thing that clearly is wrong is the Biden White House should not be able to waive the executive privilege of President Trump. That would make the executive privilege a nullity. It would mean that no president could ever speak to anybody in confidence without knowing that two years from now or three years from now, all of it will be revealed by the current president. So in short, what happened here is that every other president's been able to just move out, pack up the boxes, right? Maybe in a general executive order that they're declassifying this stuff. They don't even really have to bother with with that. I mean, they are the chief executive. They make all executive branch decisions. Um, and so it was kind of informal how they would how they would do it. But they assumed they could pack up the boxes and just go. And I mean, that's what Obama did. Um, that's what Bush did. Well, when Biden waived the executive privilege, that made Trump illegally in possession of classified material. Oh, and they didn't tell Trump they'd waived his executive privilege. So Matt Margolis over at PJ Media nails this. He describes what happened here as entrapment. Um, and he writes, Trump had done what many presidents before him had done, which is to claim executive privilege over all the documents that got packed in the boxes originating from his administration. By the way, his people didn't even pack them. The GSA, it's a government agency, packed them for him. Um, So this was actually done by the book. But so when he didn't turn over all of the stuff, just the 15 boxes, guess what? They went, oh, he's withholding classified information. Kick his door in. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's total classic entrapment. You could do this to any president. You could do it to Bush. You could do it to Obama right now um, because they are in the same legal situation, but they just did it to Trump. And the media is going to pretend that they don't understand any of this. Now, here's the tricky part, because you probably remember Biden saying, I didn't know anything about the raid. Listen to how they wrote the memo revoking Trump's executive privilege. It basically says that the counsel, the attorney for the White House, has, you know, decided Trump shouldn't have it anymore. And that President Biden defers to the judgment of the attorney in consultation with the assistant attorney general for the Office of Legal Counsel. So this is Biden agreeing, not agreeing, revoking Trump's executive privilege. Well, at the same time, not. So he has the ability to go, oh, the raid, what raid? No, I didn't know about that. You mean the raid that that memo made possible? Oh, no. So that's where we are uh, with this. So Biden obviously lied here. Uh, that assumes that they even actually asked him and that he even actually remembers. I mean, the whole thing's so screwed up. So here's what happened. The letter waiving Trump's executive privilege for the first time that's ever happened to a president just randomly um, 
empowered the National Archives and Records Administration to waive any claims to executive privilege that Trump might, might assert to block the GOJ from gaining access to the documents. And they put their feet through his door. And now you see why the busy little beavers over at the DOJ are busy redacting and blacking out parts of the affidavit because they have no legal grounds to do any of this. I mean, this gets so absurd that the legal counsel for the White House writes, well, since basically since President Biden defers to my determination that Trump is a bad guy and should just basically not have executive uh, privilege, I have therefore decided, the attorney writes, not to honor the former president's protective claim of privilege. As if he has the right or ability. I mean, it's crazy. So all of a sudden, poof, the DOJ has the right to review the documents. Folks, this is a completely made up legal standard. You know what this reminds me of? Collusion. Remember when everyone was told Trump colluded with Russia? And collusion sounded like a crime. It sounded like something like the mafia would do. It sounded like some kind of RICO thing. It sounded like something that was illegal. It's not. In fact, when Hillary, the only person, who colluded with the Russians or or other foreign powers, including the UK and Australia, um, colluded. It wasn't a crime. She committed or campaign did other crimes um, in tandem with Russia collusion. Uh, most of those were records crimes for her campaign, a felony and a misdemeanor. She lied about where the money was going to create to steal dossier. But collusion itself was never a crime, but it sounded like a crime and the media barely told the public it wasn't a crime. And so... Um, they actually investigated him for collusion. Remember Mueller doing this? And all throughout, I said that was absolutely stunning because it was a first investigation using the full power of the DOJ and FBI law enforcement. There was no crime. I mean, that was, was so absolutely incredible about it that the Fourth Amendment was used, that subpoena power was used to force Trump to turn over more than a million documents. And there was no crime. The founders would be absolutely baffled by this but you remember why trump went along with this this was because lindsey graham and mitch mcconnell and other high-ranking republicans said if 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 he stopped the Mueller investigation if he didn't comply by god they would impeach him they would go along with it and so trump they so basically the power these guys had the power behind the subpoenas was was fake it wasn't suspicion of crimes um it was just fear on trump's part that the republican leadership would gut him politically and he complied i mean it, it was absolutely a bastardization of justice so the democrats learned from this they learned they do not have to have a crime even to get subpoenas i mean you get to write liberal judge you go get one i mean it's no big deal they'll just grant it to you it doesn't matter if you have it presented evidence of a crime you can make one up using things that have never been done before like waiving executive privilege to create crimes so they learned that the republican leadership would be a-okay with this now watch watch over the next few days this is broken by john solomon you will not hear a single bloody word about this from mitch mcconnell uh, the number two in gop leadership roy blunt john thune none of them they'll pretend they don't know it's happening and once again, they'll be investigating Trump without a crime while leaking stuff that sounds criminal. Well, there was nuclear stuff in there. So that's roughly the equivalent of them using the word collusion like it was very serious. Yeah, they're hosing the public. Secrets, classified documents, nuclear stuff, Russia. They know how to use the buzzwords. Um, and everything around them is just very fuzzy. There's never any specifics from the media. It's the exact template they used with Russian collusion. In fact, this is 
the Russia collusion hoax all over again. And the Democrats do this. They use a template. They literally fill in the blanks. If you ever see um, television show, Billions is a good one. Billions has the same plot every single season. It is identical. They just change the characters and the details. But look, it worked for the first season, so they just use it over and over. That They do the same with the Russia collusion narrative all over again. Except this time, Red State reports, instead of the garbage steel dossier serving as the hook, now you've got a letter from Biden's lawyer nuking Trump's executive privilege. All you need is a liberal judge, or in this case, magistrate, willing to rubber stamp the whole thing, and you're in business. So be very careful. You're going to hear things that sound like Trump really might have committed a crime. You might even hear them on Fox News. They will sound as serious as they did the first year and a half. You might even hear Republicans condemning him. Be very, very careful. We've watched season one of this. This is season two. And just like billions, it'll end the same way. Unless this time they managed to put him in prison. The sad part here, folks, is that the GOP leadership allows this because Trump has become the lion's share fundraiser of the party. All power comes from political donations, your ability to raise them, wield them, and hand them out. Trump has been vacuuming them up, leaving Mitch McConnell, Roy Blunt, Kevin McCarthy high and dry. He's become the true power center of the party, even though he is no longer in office. They don't want to share all that with him. They want him gone. And that is why they have been willing to let the Biden White House, the FBI, the DOJ off the chain since 2016. The Republican leadership knows damn well what's going on. But they're just looking at these guys as the cleanup crew. And and my guess is telling them themselves, telling themselves, well, we know we let him get rid of Trump. Then we'll rein him in. Folks, I don't think you can rein them in anymore. I think it's getting to be too late. I think the next doors to be kicked in eventually four or five years down the road will be the GOP leaderships simply for leading. It's already happening. This is why the FBI felt totally confident seizing the cell phone of the leader of the Freedom Caucus. Those are freedom-loving conservatives in the House. In seizing that phone, which was horrific, they claim the guy, by the way, is not the target of an investigation. They just just need it because um, it's ancillary to January 6th. They have everything they need to begin persecuting the entire Freedom Caucus, the most conservative members of Congress, all their conversations, their texts, their legislative strategy, their fundraising strategy. The FBI has it all. And the GOP leadership, once again, said absolutely nothing. Nothing. In fact, if you want to try a cool trick, when one of these outrages breaks, watch the news cycle for the next 72 hours. Watch it not like you're you, but like you're a Democrat. Watch to see if the GOP leadership condemns. Occasionally, they'll be pushed to say stuff like, we're going to ask a lot of questions when we're back in power. That's meaningless. You need a full-throated condemnation. You won't get one. And that's the cue to go on to the next phase, meaning it's going to get a lot worse for Trump. But simultaneously, as you can see with the persecution of the Freedom Caucus under the auspices of we just need to know about January 6th, um, you can begin to see the persecution is fanning out. It's spreading out like oil on the ocean. And it's going to begin to entrap members of Congress. People running for office in tight races will begin to get their doors kicked in. 
I know the Republican leadership thinks they can contain this and turn it around, that we can go back to the way things were before Trump, but we can't, and it's going to be too late when they figure it out. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.